And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me, as always, on Mondays, is my good friend, Michele Barra. Michele, what's up? Hey, um, two games. We watched two games. It happened. In which uh, a lot of guys played. Yeah, they are using these games as they should in in ways that are less than real, I would say, in a lot of ways. Uh, I would just, I'd say, be really careful about any uh, big-time, bold takeaways from these games in a lot of ways mm-hmm. because they are playing combinations of players that they won't play in the regular season. They are still trying to figure out stuff and they will be figuring stuff out throughout the entire season, like make no mistake. But when you see the amount of players that played last night and the combinations, it's uh, it's not exactly what we'll be seeing in the regular season. So just a little, a little uh, be careful warning to everybody watching last night as the Thunder got walloped by the Milwaukee Bucks 130 to 110. 130 to 110 honestly sounds pretty good compared to what I watched. I don't know about you, McKelly. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean uh uh 150 to 98. Yeah, that that feels right. Resume the game a little bit. Yeah, that feels yes. right. I think they actually won the second half if you look at the numbers. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah they won the second half which uh when they're down 48 that to 32 right. after the first quarter, you're like, oh boy, what's going to happen here? Yeah, and um, I discussed this a little bit on After Dark, and I don't want to repeat everything, but um, to me, there is a fine line between um, helping too much, and, and, and I think that the Thunder crossed that line like too much because mm-hmm. yes milwaukee is so crazy talented in terms of size uh, and in general talent but if you double them they become unstoppable mm-hmm. they, they are just the best team in the nba yep. uh, because they are not afraid of letting it fly and and yeah i think that in the second half they kind of revert to um a more conservative defense where i mean i'll stay with your with my man and mm-hmm. and if you want to beat me fine so be it um but as you mentioned on Twitter and probably on our private chat, if you wanted to know why last season OKC lost so many games and because and, and the reason why they would lose many of them this season, it's because the interior presence and the rebounding in the interior is so bad that, um, yeah, the defense will be very tricky to play. Uh, it's always very tricky when you don't have a, a stabilizing force uh, back there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they lost the rebounding battle f- 
what is it, 55 to 35? I mean, they just yeah. don't have anybody that's going to rebound. I mean, they don't have anybody. The guy who had the most rebounds last night, a guy that's probably not going to be on the team, DJ Wilson, had the most rebounds last night. Second most, Josh Giddy. Yeah. Like, Josh Giddy could lead the team in rebounds. Like, there's... Yes, that could happen. That's It's either going to be him or Baisley. And that's... I, I mean, that's just going to be a reality for this team that... And Giddy, I think, is a good rebounder. Like, I don't want to, like, downplay the type mm-hmm. of rebounder that he is. But uh, if he's your very best rebounder, <laughs> then you might be in a little bit of trouble. Uh, so, like, that's the problem. Also, you could tell that, and you mentioned this, like, in, and this is going to be, they're going to have to kind of pick their poison because they are really small and they don't have anybody that can really defend the paint. Like, you're not, you can't play drop coverage with the personnel that they have because there's nobody to drop. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you dropping? Like, who yeah. are you dropping toward the basket? Like, somebody that can get dunked on every time. Cool. You know, and that's a little bit by, I, in my opinion, this is by design. Like, this is just going to be the way mm-hmm. that it is. Uh, you're going to, they're going to switch a lot. They're going to stay with their men a lot. And they have lots of young guys. You just don't win with young guys. And that's just, I picked the under for the season and I'm feeling better about it. But also, like, you can't take last night and turn that into what it's going to be in the regular season because, like, Shea played 19 minutes. No. Dort played 19 minutes. Yeah. Uh, Giddy played 27. That might be close to what he plays, but I expect him to play a little bit more. You know, those guys playing more, the team will look better than they did. Like, that's just, that's just it. But also, then you look at like who who else is going to come in that's going that you would say you know what once this kind of stabilizes like these guys will make it better that's really it like the list is over of guys that you know that will make this team a more stable and more well, fun Ken basketball Rich. team yeah Ken yes Ken Rich that's right and Ken Rich hasn't played a minute because he's dealing with this toe issue so yeah and and that's yeah, That's he was it. a stabilizing force. He was last season, and so I expect him to be impactful. Yeah. Um, I also fully expect him not playing. Like I don't, I don't foresee him playing more than twenty twenty two minutes on average, mm-hmm. um, because of um, like development mm-hmm. minutes that um, are there. Um, not sure how much at the wing position because I I do think that uh, yes, the lead should be long with the young guys. But if Poku plays another game like like the one that he just did, mm-hmm. not not the first one, the first one was first one more was fine. okay than this one. This first half was going back 12 months yeah. and possibly doing it worse. Yeah, it was uh, it was bad. It was really bad. He mm-hmm. uh, looked like he was like scared of Giannis, like honestly. Like he shot the ball like he yeah. was scared that Giannis was there. Uh, and he his shot selection and behavior was as if he were scared that Giannis was there. Like you look at the one shot in particular, Giddy throws in the ball out on the wing, and it's the one where he hits like the side of the backboard, where he's like trying yeah. to dribble to figure out where he can shoot it from, and he just kind of throws yeah. something up. And yeah, it was it was concerning. It's it's something that you know is. Obviously, we're in such a small sample size right now of the season with these guys that it's not anything to like take to the bank or anything like that, but it's something to kind of file away 
to remember like oh boy like that that second preseason game was pretty bad and yes. you know i need we need to see a lot more of him we need to see a lot more of everybody frankly to to get a better feel for it but you know it's again not not any big bold takes nothing nothing too serious from this uh but you do wonder and i've this is why i kind of thought they might start poku is if he might be better with better players around him, you know, taking some space. But um, he was playing with Giddy. He was playing with some better players, so maybe that's not the case. But, yeah, that was interesting. Uh, we haven't talked about Josh Giddy. The last, the first game they played was last Monday night, before the, and we did yep. a, a pod before then. And so we've gotten to see two games of Josh Giddy. And... Again, last night I thought he was impressive. The, the stat line isn't quite as impressive with regards to scoring. Nine points, six boards, six assists, uh, zero turnovers, which is pretty impressive. He did shoot four free throws. That, that is 11 points. 11 points. Two were cut it like the, the non-goaltend call on, oh, on Grayson Allen yeah, was yeah, just... Yeah, yeah sure. Just, yeah, that was weird. That's, that's, uh, that's the officials being in preseason form as well. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. I've been very impressed with him. The feel, the he he feels like he belongs in in the NBA is kind of my general take, uh, which I think is really exciting. Yeah, I mean, um, there is one thing that um, I mean, I, I'm impressed first of all, and uh, the quality of the pass, the passes that he that he's currently making is very high yeah. uh there are just a few where it was a little bit low but if you look at the difficulty of the passes and the accuracy that is is remarkable yeah. um in the group chat i said there are probably 10 or less guys that can deliver the pass that he threw with one hand probably left hand to the to the corner yeah. uh, maybe it's more than that maybe it's a, a bit more but still there aren't many guys that can do that yeah um in traffic and i think that his court vision is elite um the defense is probably going to be okay uh rebounding as you mentioned that is really um really good for his size and and for his position one thing that he that will be crucial for him is that when he's out is without the ball right now he he's not a screener uh, he tried to screen for Shea a couple yeah. of times and was kind of out of position and stuff like that. I'm sure that they are trying to do that yeah, for sure. with him because they realize that putting him in motion uh, and having him as a threat in a pick-and-roll situation, that is important. Um, if he doesn't do that, he just either claim for the ball or stay in the corner, mm-hmm. which is which is okay. Uh, but I think that there is another gear uh, where he can go off ball. And it's crazy to me that we're already talking about, like, how can he be better without the ball when, um, because we, when when he has the ball in his hands, it, it is clear that he's good. Mm-hmm. Like, he just, he just is in so much control. Uh, he knows what to do. He rarely uh, make, uh, he rarely makes um, bad choices with the basketball. And so, I mean, so far so good. I mean, he can go into any kind of slump. Um, he can have games where he doesn't, where the three ball doesn't fall, and nor the free throws mm-hmm. because the the motion is still a little bit shaky. Uh, but the thing that he does well, they seems 
all, all, always sustainable uh, somehow. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm really, really impressed. And the fact that he's basically playing like he was in the NBL, yeah. at the NBL level, it's, uh, it's insane. What do you think of his shot? It's weird. Uh, the upper part uh, is weird because it's not fluid. It doesn't extend completely the arms it's um it's a weird shot but the um, the wrist is good like the way in which he breaks his wrist like uh the the final um part of the of the shot is good the legs i think he's pushing yeah with his legs yeah. probably because of a little bit of a lack of strength or because when he uh he basically kicks a little bit yeah. with the right uh foot yep. ahead this is probably also to gain some rotation uh with his hips mm -hmm which usually helps uh, the trajectory of the shot. Uh, Curry does that all the time. Uh, if you look uh, at, at Curry's shot, he always kicks a little bit the right the, the right leg in order to, to have his body uh, perfectly aligned with the basket. This is something that um, uh, can help uh, in terms of accuracy and stuff like that. But the, but sooner or later, he needs to, to clean that up uh, because Curry does it in, in a different way. He... He basically, I don't think he is completely imbalanced when he takes the shot. And so that is, um, is something that surely he needs to, uh, to work on. But it's not bad. Like he took a one shot off the dribble that was, again, it looks a little bit flat and weird. Um, but the final part, it's very, very good. So, yeah, it's not, it's not bad. Like it's not uh, irreparable. Like, I think he's going to be a fine shooter when it comes down yeah. to it. And it's faster than Rubio. In the, in the group chat, Jay's mode is saying, just like Rubio. Rubio is very slow. Very slow. Like, really slow. Yeah. That is the, the, the issue with Rubio's shot. Giddy is much faster already. Mm -hmm. And he's confident, too. Like, Rubio wasn't yeah. always very confident in his shot. Rubio's shot's gotten better, and he's gotten more accurate. But yeah, he's never going to be somebody that needs, anyone's going to be worried about. You know, Giddy just turned 19 yesterday. And, you know, he's going to have a chance to to improve that. Now, will he? Like, I don't know. He, he'll have the chance to. And he'll have the the room to fail over the next couple of years, you know, with this team. To where no one's going to be worried about, oh, well, you better have that shot cleaned up, you know by mid-season if, if not mm -hmm. you can't take it like no they're going to encourage him to take it which i think is is going to be good for him so i'm not too worried about it uh, i tweeted earlier that this is kind of an interesting thing to watch for is that the triple double record for the youngest player to ever record a triple double was set by Lamelo last season uh 19 years old 119 years 140 days so Josh mm -hmm. Giddy has like a real chance to set the yeah. triple double record for the youngest player ever to get a triple double. So that's just uh, something to watch for. And if he doesn't do it, like whatever. But uh, just something fun to watch for as the season goes on. Uh, you know, because honestly, there, there might be some times where it doesn't feel so fun <laughs> to watch this team. And, you know, I think Josh is going to be a bright spot on the season and just to kind mm -hmm. of root for him to be able to do that would, would be great. And hopefully what would be the most fun is if on November 15th, 
Josh Giddy sets the record for the youngest player to ever wow. record a triple double right in front of us. Uh, because that's the night that all of us with down to dunk are going to be there. So I know a lot of you guys have already bought tickets to this event. Uh, we're really, really excited actually with the amount of people that have already bought. Again, this is going to be going a limited number. So we're not just going to leave this open for as many people as uh, want to buy. So we need you guys to please go check out our link. I think it's a pinned tweet on Down to Dunk's Twitter. Uh, go check it out. You need to buy tickets uh, as soon as possible. And you can, we'll all sit together in Loud City. The tickets are $34. It will include a t shirt a ticket to the game, and then a guaranteed spot. So the first 100 people that buy, and I think we might be close to that, um, will get a guaranteed reserve spot at the recording of the podcast and a T-shirt. So uh, be sure to go ahead and get your tickets uh, for November 15th against the Miami Heat. So it should be a fun night. We will record a podcast at... The Tap House, it's in the Omni Hotel, which is just right across the street, so you should be able to park. Go over to the Tap House. The place is really cool, and it has a stage where we'll do the podcast, and then we'll all walk together over to the arena, go to our section, and just uh, enjoy a night of Thunder basketball. So uh, please uh, buy your tickets, check that out, and uh, just let's enjoy. Let's enjoy a night together. I cannot, cannot wait. Uh, McKelly, other youngsters on this team, Trey Mann played a lot better last night than he did in game one, I thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that he took five threes. He only made one of them. Don't really care. Just glad that he took them. They looked pretty good to me. He was getting to the pull-up three early in the fourth quarter, which I really, really liked. Um, and then nine points, six boards, one assist, one steal. Like fine, like but he just showed some life uh, that I wanted to see in him. Uh, so it was a it was a good sign from from Trey Man. Yeah, and the thing that um, the allure was his um, stuff of the dribble, uh, okay. either like shooting or like assisting and stuff like that. He's a he's a very gifted. Uh, ball handler and and I think that he's starting to get in his groove uh, a little bit and um, the fact that he was able to 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 get to his um, pull up three that is good uh, I think he I think he's adjusting a little bit to the to the NBA side the size of the court that that takes a while and I think that um, you can see that he's kind of trying to see um, to adjust. His um his spots like where he takes shot, uh, how he moves, and so I don't think that it's just a matter of time because the shots that he that he like tries those look very well, uh, and so again I'm not concerned. Um, what I watched and I was um very into was the fact that he was trying to compete on defense, and I think yeah. that uh, in a te- on a team like this. You need to be extremely aggressive and you need to try your best on defense, even if you are 6'5 with short arms. Um, you can still do a lot. And I think that being active there, it's, um, it's a good sign uh, because that was the, that is probably the worst part of his game. And if yep. he 
tries to to make up for it with his aggressiveness and and trying to compete and putting his body onto his man that 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 is something that i'm sure the coaching staff will like and the same applies uh to to andrew wiggins which had like a bad offensive night aaron wiggins sorry yes (laughs) it's a tough one (laughs) a wiggins is a tough one (laughs) yes um i did that last week now you get to do it this week yeah (laughs) <laughs> well deserved yeah. um he 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 really tried yeah. uh on defense uh, and that is something that to me speaks of a guy that um sees a chance to be in the final roster i'm not sure how big it this is or when um but this is surely uh, they all know that they that he can make shots uh he is very smooth and the shot is probably one of the best on the, on the team um but the fact that he wants to compete on defense at, at that size to me is um is a very very good sign mm-hmm. yeah yeah i i've been impressed with him honestly i i hope that we get to see some more of him he obviously will be with the team uh quite a bit and we'll play with the blue some as well so I was mm-hmm. actually, I've actually been more impressed with him than I thought I would be. Uh, yeah. Someone, I guess, the Thunder weren't that impressed with Rob Edwards. He was waived today by the Thunder. Uh, no, played four minutes. He was very good in summer league. Very, very good. Yeah, yeah, he's fun. He will be on the blue. Like that's part of why yeah. they signed him to this Exhibit Ten contract so that he would play for the blue. So if you if you're just dying to watch him, uh, you can watch more Rob Edwards uh, there. Uh, I assume that they're going to let go of DJ Wilson as well. That will happen relatively soon. And then they've got to wave somebody else. So it could be uh, Mamadi Diakite. It could be Gabriel Deck, who is still non-guaranteed. And then really, to me, the only other real candidate for them to wave would be Derek Favors, who hasn't played yet. Uh, for the Thunder on the court, he's been practicing with them, trying to get back from uh, some some knee inflammation. I don't know. He mm-hmm. wouldn't got treatment on it in L.A. He's back here. I don't know what to think about it, but to me, those are the three guys that you would probably consider uh, letting go of. And I guess if, if it were me and the ownership group was okay with it, I would just wave Derek Favors, <laughs> honestly. Uh, there's something that the team and the organization likes about Deck. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Quite understand it. Like whatever. Whatever there. And the DK thing is kind of interesting. Like he's he's a little interesting to me. I'd kind of rather keep him uh, than try to force the Derek Favors thing. But where? What's your opinion? Um. So to me, there is a um, tiny, tiny chance that someone gives you any, like a small, small asset for favors and deck. Of course, that that implies that you need to play them, which is not great. Yeah. Um, but I don't see any. I don't see the Akita being like a, a long-term piece, or in, or like a yeah, a guy that I want to play before Isaiah Robi, for example. Yeah, I mean, Roby is obviously better than he is at this point. If he was better than Isaiah Roby, the Bucks would have kept him. 
Yeah, probably so. Um, I'm not sure if he's better than Robbie last year. Uh, but even like this season of Robbie, I mean, if you don't have him, who cares? Yeah. Like these are not consequential players for uh, the Thunder future. And so yeah. to me, it's always about accumulating assets. And the fact that you have a three and a half million contract, um, it's uh, it can be more valuable uh, than one. Maybe you can pair together uh, favors and deck and and getting like up to 15 16 millions yeah in unwanted salary if they didn't have um, just gobs of cap space i would be fine with that but like they can just do that you know they can just yeah, take but it. but there is a, i think that there is a limit on like deck okay uh, but I think Deck um, may have some suitor um, here and there. I don't know. Um, I know. I just don't know who. And- like, who is who is out there? What NBA team is just sitting out there, like crunching the numbers, looking at the team, looking at all their statistical data, and saying, like, man, like the missing piece is Gabriel Deck. <laughs> no, but maybe maybe in January a team has a little bit uh, an injury like say they, they're not lucky with injuries and what are you asking hey, for a guy. what do you want from what do you want in return nothing <laughs> like a, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. a second rounder <laughs> yeah i just don't even know if you could get like a real second rounder for him you know what i mean a former second round pick that is not exciting yeah i mean you could get a flyer on a different Bamba? a different you couldn't get you couldn't get Mobamba for deck. There ain't no way. Are you are you entirely sure? Yes, of that? I'm a thousand percent sure. Yes, totally I'm sure. Not. Totally sure. If you could do that, then yeah, you, you do it at a heartbeat. But like that's not happening. Your assessment of Bamba is way more than the general consensus. Yeah, but what about? Him. But it doesn't matter what the general consensus is. What matters is like Orlando's thoughts on him. Yeah. Well, you know. Anyway. <laughs> I just, anyway, if you could do that, you have salary. to do it, right? Like, you have to. You absolutely have to. Yeah, but again, it doesn't it doesn't move the needle in, in any direction. We're not it's trying just, to, that's, that's the thing, is like, there's no, there's no trying to move the needle. If you're trying to move the needle anywhere, it's back, you know? Yeah. Like, you, the needle <laughs> doesn't need to be moved forward until the summer of 2023. Yeah, but you can take, like, projects. That, yeah, uh, he's a project. That's what I'm saying. No, like, he's deck is not even a project. No, no, no. He's not. He's a finish. He's a he's he is what he is, and he is going to compete on yeah, defense. Yeah, but maybe someone need. Yeah, someone need a defender that can pass the ball. Yeah, perhaps. You're not conv- You're not sold. Okay. I'm not. That's I'm fine. not. I'm just not sold that somebody is out there. I just don't know what there is to desire about about him. You know what I mean? Like it just would have to be a team that knew his uh, nickname, El Tortu. Tortuga. That is quite yeah. a certain the, the the nickname you want to have in your team. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah. You have to have a translator with him or somebody else on the team that speaks Spanish. That is weird because he doesn't speak. I mean, he doesn't speak English. I mean, he just doesn't. Doesn't even really yeah. even try. From what I've gathered, I'm sure he tries, but like not with the media. He doesn't try. Um, oh, okay. So, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what to think of, about that situation. It's one of the weirder situations with the Thunder that I can think of in a really long time. Um, I don't don't really have any clue what to think about it. Um, but when it comes down to it, my guess is that Mamadi is probably gone. Um, 
I hope he's not. Yeah. I hope he stays. He is a delightful, delightful person. And I think that uh, he needs he needs to be here. I think Thunder fans would love him. If they got to just watch him like on camera for like 35 seconds, just talking, be like everybody would be like, all right, I'm in. Let's keep him. Let's keep him here. This kind of person hey, that we're talking about. He can he can do that with the blue. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He could play for the blue. Yeah, that's totally possible. No, to me, to me the, the um, I mean, Yakita is probably... Um, I think that uh, you understand the concept of a player, like a mobile big that can occasionally hit a tree. Mm-hmm. But to me, that occasionally is a bit... Like, there are many occasionally good three-point shooter that you can have on your team sure. that, that are six, eight, six, nine. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe maybe the deck for Bamba was a little bit too much. But the point is, like, you can get a player that is there... Like a late, like a first round that is not panning out, and you get into the system, and maybe he's better than deck. Uh, yeah. But you can do it later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe there are like teams that have, um, again, playoffs team that they miss a man because uh, there is an unlucky injury or so, and they cannot get anyone at the deadline. Mm-hmm. Then, hey, he he played. I remember the first game deck played. He was paired with Zion, and he, and he held his own like in the post. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you you can have that probably for five minutes, ten minutes in a playoff game, just as a defender. Like, yeah, I will not do anything else, but at least he knows what to do on a basketball court. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. That's true. Uh, would you... Oh, man, they wouldn't do that. Never mind. I was, I'm trying to find destinations for favors, like just any trade destination. I was thinking of like a uh, Torian Prince for Derek Favors swap, get Favors to Minnesota. Because they kind of, unless you just love any of their, like Nas Reed. Like I, I like Nas Reed. Like he's fine. Um, but if you're looking for like a vet backup big to backup towns, like Favors isn't, that's mm-hmm. not bad. But Torian Prince is expiring. Like that, they don't want to take on Favors yeah. second year. No. So that's. No, they would need an asset for that. So and then I'm like trying to figure out like who else is like really needing a backup big man that's trying to compete right now. And nobody that can pay 10 a year. Yeah, that's the problem is that it's 10. I mean hmm. uh, I like you all, I mean I don't know like you swap Tristan Thompson for Derek Favors, but you'd have to give up the asset if you're the Thunder because Favors is another year Thompson's expiring. Um yeah. So that's just the that's just the trouble. That's why I'm saying like you might as well just like rip the band-aid off now and like let him if he's a free agent, 
then there's like teams that would be like, okay, great. Yeah, we'd bring Derek Favors on for nothing. Sure. Like, let's let's do I it. I think that his value, if you can keep him and maybe rehabilitate the value a little bit, the I'm just not interested. I just am, I have no interest in that. I just have like zero interest in like trying to trying to rehabilitate Derek Favors' value. Yeah, but Favors is not Horford. I know he's not. Like but Favors, I don't. I don't if, want if, the. If I, don't even, I don't want the one win. I don't even want the one win. Like give like <laughs> get it away. Like I don't want that one win. I want the. I want none of them. I want to have. I would prefer the Thunder just have the worst record in the league, and mm-hmm. have the ability to not drop out of the top five. That's what I want. Yeah, I know, but you, you, I know. Because if they didn't drop out of the top five, they have Jalen. They could have Jalen Suggs right now. So, and Josh Giddy's great. Maybe, maybe, maybe they still take maybe, Josh Giddy. Maybe they do. Exactly. I don't know, but I'm just saying that. Give me the better odds. Give me the better odds every single day than the second. Like, what are we gonna get? Like the fifty second pick for Derek Favors, bro. No, 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 no. The difference between okay. five and six is better than the difference in having the 52nd pick or not the 52nd pick. Yes, that is for sure. So give me, so just get him, just, just rip the bandaid off. Like we know that Gabriel Deck is for sure not worth one win, right? We know that, I know that Possibly. with certainty. I know it. I know it. I just okay. know it. Everybody like Diakite is worth negative. He's worth negative wins. Great, keep him. Yes. Okay. <laughs> you know, if you can get a real asset, Coopsock sixty nine is in the chat giving me giving me a hard time. Andrew, I don't want the asset. Select is what he's calling me in the chat. It's not that I don't want the asset, but you have to like realize like what is the if it's a first round pick, if it's a future first round pick. No, it's it's not. You're not getting that though. But I'm saying like with Horford. It was that, which made it like... But could you, could you bet at the beginning of the season that Horford will net you another first? I don't know. No, the answer is no. We discussed that. Yeah, well, I, old, I would just say I'm just contract. over... And, it and has a lot of time thunder. on it. And so, oh my gosh, the Spurs are waving Luka Samanich. They just picked him 19th like two years ago. That is weird. That's like straight weird. I froze for a second. Isn't that strange? Did you hear what I said? I lost you for a second. Oh, the Spurs waved Luka Samanich. Just straight up waved him. Yeah, that, yeah, that's weird. I don't get that at all. I would take him. Was pick 19 yeah. in the draft? Yeah, they just picked him like two drafts ago. Maybe, maybe he's uh, not an amenable person, person to be around. Who knows? Maybe he wants to go back to Europe. Maybe. That would be my guess. Is that he's just like, Maybe. yeah, I'm 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 not I'm not doing it here. Like I Yeah. And that happens for a lot of that happens for a lot of European players. Like that's that's and that's yes. some of like the danger in like trying to develop European players that like really, really need development. Is that mm-hmm. maybe they I mean, they're just like, what am I doing? Like, I can go be a star in Europe and make money and live on the beach and have the team pay for my car. Yeah, but it's not that easy. It's not that easy. Like, Samanich can be an okay player in Europe. Yeah. Well, a rotation player in yeah. Europe, probably. Yes. And maybe that may, and not necessarily a rotation player in the NBA. 
No, that that's that's for sure. Like not. if this if the Thunder signs Salmon, does he play for OKC? Like I don't know, like maybe not. No, no, no. It's not no, no. But anyway, back on the favors deal. I mean, mm-hmm. um, before I internet decided that I was doing saying something very stupid and cut me out. Like Horford contract was longer. Yeah. And they still would, were able to get an extra deal. Now I'm not sure that the ownership can stomach another two year, uh, two years of that money. But maybe next year there is another disgruntled star or Kevin Love contract that you may get mm-hmm. on your books mm-hmm. for Derek Favors. Mm-hmm. Say, well, we will not really pay 35. We just pay 25, and we get a first, like a real first. And ownership says yes. And maybe Cleveland gives you a real first. So these kind of things, to me, are in play when you have the contract on your books, uh, Dex and um, and Favors one. Uh, that accounts for 15 millions. And a team like Cleveland can just waive Dex and either waive or keep Favors for a year. Um, so Hoopstock69, I'm not on uh, like uh, Dex payroll i'm just saying that when you have a contract uh there i hope it's a hope toxic 69 i don't see that message anymore but anyway um when you have 15 millions in salary that are easily moved Mm -hmm. um then you can get like money and it's not necessary that the favors play like a lot yeah he can play a couple of games here and there then i think you play him off the bench you make you make life. You may even have in your token starter. Who cares? I kind of want him off the bench just to play him with guys like Poku and just like make life just like slightly easier for them. If you're gonna pl- if you're gonna keep him and play him, I, I, he's not providing enough value in the starting lineup for it to make sense. Like just like I'd rather just try to develop Roby or JRE and just see if they can become something more with those guys and also make your defense like a ton worse with those guys. Um, and then like play favors I don't see off the this bench. Why, I don't see why there is all this uh, Roby excitement. I don't, I'm not, a, I'm, I'm, he's just, he's a creative player on 2k. Like to me, like that's what he is, you know, like he's just there, you know, it's just whatever. Yeah. Um, so. Hey, maybe the hype is deserved. Uh, we'll see. Um, I haven't seen too much uh, of him just to to convince me that he's uh, he's deserving of a starting spot. And my dream of basically as the since we are not getting rebounds anyway, and we're not getting defense um, from the big men anyway, why not playing Pokushevsky, Basley, Giddy, Dort, and Shea? Let's just do that. Uh, I think it's better. Um, I think that developing Basley, Pokushevsky, uh, with Shea, Dort, and Giddy is more important than anything else. Um, yeah. If you want to, to put JRE instead of Basley, cool. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I mean, at this point, you can... One of these other guys will pop. It could be Roby. Like, it could be Roby that pops as like a... a um, what is Roby popping? Like, describe me... Like just like that he shows Robbie, that he's a Robbie. competent enough role player to be a top nine guy. You don't believe. You don't even believe it. You don't even give it a shot. You were just a. You were just no, no. That's that's fine. That's yeah. fine. But I, I, I see. Like maybe, maybe I'm just. Maybe it's been too much since I watched Robbie play. Yeah. 
but I don't see it. I mean, I see the offensive part a bit. Yeah. Um, but I like his pick and pop. Is he is he good at that? No, Maybe. If no, that, no, no. If that is but, the calling like, card, then But also, okay. we just don't know that much about him yet. I just don't feel like we know enough yet. Um, he would be. So there is a comment from your fourth. Yeah. Your fourth big, like that's what I'm talking about. Like that in but the fourth in, big is not the ninth player. As the eleventh, tenth. Okay, sure, like a tenth, tenth guy, <laughs> or tenth, eleventh, eleventh. Sure, whatever. Just enough to yes. where he sticks, and it's like, oh man, that's cool. Isaiah Roby's been on the Thunder for six years or whatever. You know, like that's Roby popping to me. Oh, I see. Okay. Like, I'm not Great. saying he's going to be a starter. Like, I, just, I don't... No, but that's the point. Yeah. That's the point. I think they're going to draft if, their if starting center like, next in the, next year. I no, think. no, 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 but that, that is completely fine. Like, the fact that you say, well, Roby Popping is the 11, 10, 9th best man on the, on the team. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. I agree. The best version of Roby is a useful NBA player that will not be in your playoff rotation. Great. Probably we have not. the same yeah. evaluation. Sure. sure. Then why bothering when you have other guys that may play the same role and have a slightly higher upside. So who are you talking about? Like, tell me who you're talking JRE about. JRE and Baisley. Okay, yeah, sure. Start JRE. Great. I, I'm i a JRE guy. I love that he took eight threes last night. Masa- Joe Masato was like on point yesterday talking to um, JRE after the game about how he never took more than six threes in a game and like he took eight threes and like that... Like that kind of stuff is great. Like that shows that he's willing to take on like the proper role that he will play because what he's going to have to be is a he's going to have to be able to shoot the 3 at a good clip and he's just going to have to take them when they're open, take them. Like yes. no hesitation. If you have yes. eight open threes, boy, you're taking eight open threes. Like that's what's happening with your role on this team if you're curious. Like that's like that's what you're going to be. And you're going to be a facilitator to a degree on the offensive end. And the defensively, he's just got to get more acclimated to the NBA game. And it's going to take some time. Yes. Um, but yeah, I I mean, they started him last night. And I'm totally cool with them playing him starting at center. Which I do, th- it's in play. I think it's absolutely in play that he is the starting center for the Thunder for the season. Um, and I would be fine with that. Uh, yeah, me too. Either way, he's gonna pl- he's gonna play a lot. I think he'll play a lot this season because I think you can play him at the three or at the four or the five. Um, he's preferably a five, but I think you mm-hmm. can you can steal minutes at the four with him. And then Baisley the same. Like Baisley's gonna play a lot. Like that's that's another yeah. thing with with Baisley. He's gonna play an absolute ton just because um, they need forward spots and they want to figure out what he is. So uh, he was a bit better last night. A bit better. Yeah, shot fell for him, which helps. Shot like, fell, but it was um, he made a few reads defensively that I really liked. Yeah, uh, he was obviously not up to the competition against Yanis uh, nor Brook Lopez, but um, yeah, Giannis, hey. Giannis, I mean, treated him like he was dust. Not even there. Yeah, it was uh, it was quite interesting, and again, like there's somehow they were a good defense last year. Uh, that will just not be the case this season. That just will not happen. No. Um, no, unless... I mean, again, Cambridge is a very sound defensive player. If you want to have a very 
good lineup you can if you yeah. build uh Shea, Dorje, um Kenrich, Giddy and Muscala. You probably are a good unit. Yeah, you're okay. You're not a good that's not a, like a top ten defense there. No, no, no. I mean I mean a, a good unit in general. Yeah. That could be um But they're like not gonna do that. that. I just don't I just no. don't see a world in which they do that. No. Which is good, which is great. Yes. Go they it would be preferable to have the worst record in the league this year. That would be the preference. Yes. And if you can do that, that means that you can add hopefully a top three pick in the draft, hopefully a top tier talent, and take another that that type of pick is a giant step forward. You know, yes. The thing about it is that you they may take a giant step forward this year just because Giddy ends up being really good. But the typical sixth pick in the draft is not a giant step forward. The typical second, third, first pick in the draft is a giant step forward. That's not the typical yeah. sixth pick. So we're just talking odds. We're just talking what do, what is the history well, the last 25 years of the draft look like? Well, the sixth pick is not going to do much for you in the last 25 yeah. years. First through third, absolutely. Can you find outliers? Is somebody going to tweet me an outlier? Absolutely, you are. But if we're just talking at, on average, what do those picks do for you? They help you take a big step forward. So to me, like the goal this season should be, let's figure out if Giddy, Dort, and Shea fit at all. And let's see how that works. Number two is how do we take a massive step forward, which is code for how do we get a top three pick? Like, that's it. And uh, the answer is lose. Just, like, lose just a crap ton of games and play some really young guys. And then, like, secondary is developing everybody else, you know, and just, like, trying to figure out yep. what these other guys are, including Poku, who was um, really, really bad yesterday. But, again, don't don't take anything to the bank with that. All right. We got to go. Let's go to the chat real quick. We had a lot of people in the chat today. This is great. Uh, Jay Smooth, Jeffrey Sit, Penny Skillern's here, Ryan B, Poppin is here, telling us to trade Shay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, Hoopsock69, the fluky Greg Ray is here, Yanni is here, Stephen Croach is in the chat, Michael Ashton, Carson Ward. Thank you guys for joining. My guy Alex Bullerjack is here. Uh, Evan McDaniel is here. Dude Buffet is here. Mati is here. Uh, Mad Rain 03. Dylan Walker. Thank you guys so much. Daniel Tamasi. Wasan. Lawrence Field. Nathan Creamer. Uh, Buster Nakamoto is here. Chad Scott from Yukon. What's up? Wojcik from Poland. Tyler Gibbs from Tulsa. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining. Hope you guys the rest of your Monday or Tuesday or whatever day you're listening to this. Be sure to buy tickets for Down to Dunk Night with the Thunder. That will be on November 15th. Mark your calendars. Join us. It will be so, so fun. And we will talk to you guys again on Wednesday. Hey. 
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.